So I just like to dive deep into things. I think that's kind of what separates people is that there are people out there that really like to think things through and there are people that kind of live more on the uh, on the edge of the blade and I, I like both so I'm a rare creature so anyway I like to dive deep into things and of course here recently I've been diving deep into a case that's really just intrigued me and it revolves around a guy Who's uh, who has went by multiple names hiking hiking up and down the Appalachian Trail. The uh, I, was, I forget there's a name. There was a Georgia Trail, and then there was the Florida Trail. So this guy he went by various names. He's mostly known now as mostly harmless, but he's also known known by the name the nickname the trail name of denim so mostly harmless and denim are both trail names i'll explain them in a minute and his uh his pseudonym pseudonym his false fictitious name his non de plume is uh supposedly it's ben b-e-n billamy b-i-l-e-m-y uh, so, this is a lot of fun to play with that as well, but let's start with his other two names first. The first name that he was given whenever he first started uh, um, hiking was Denim, and they called him Denim, and of course, a lot of different people can have the name Denim, but he was called Denim because he was one of those newbies on the hiking trails and uh, he didn't know what kind of kind of clothes to wear, and he was just wearing his denim jeans, his blue jeans. Of course, you know he later learned that uh, you want something polyester, you want something that'll dry quick, that won't get soaked. It's easy to manage, and uh, denim is not that; it get wet and it stay wet forever. But if you get some polyester, you know you can shake them out, and before long they'll be dry. And if you're going uh doing what this guy was doing and a lot of people do they call called through hiking they uh do the entire trail or a long portion of it at one time in other words they go on that trail and they don't just come home that night it's not like a, a trip on sunday afternoon these guys are are doing long-term hikes and the guy that we're talking about now the guy that was called denim at first because he's wearing jeans was he was out there basically from april of 2017 until when he was found on July the 23rd, 2018, living in the woods and trails, camps. Uh, there's a couple of hostels up and down the, the trails there that people can stay for the night in a bunk bed for you know, $30 or whatever, and it covers food and lodging and, you know, a place to wash your clothes and such. Uh... So, but you're, you're most of the time you're standing in your tent or just laying out under the stars. And, you know, I, I've dreamed about this, doing this before. Uh, well, I have kids, so I can't do it now. But, I mean, it's always been a dream of mine just to, to disappear for weeks, you know, maybe with a companion and just hike through the woods, the wilderness. You know, not just the little backyard woods. I'm talking about deep in the forest where you'll run across other fanatics like you and maybe few animals and of course you know i've done a few nights of it i've never done the full immersion of the six month trip or anything like that but i've I've had a desire to 
anyway, so, uh, you know, and you can imagine, you can imagine, the reason why, let me explain that, I mean, you can imagine being deep in the forest, in the top of an Appalachian mountains, you know, hills, mountains, walking through a trail, sleeping, sleeping out in the woods, uh, when the weather's perfect like it is tonight, or when it's hot or cold, or whenever, you know, it can be, uh, that could be so much fun. Now, living in the rain might be a more of a challenge. Anyway, back to our hero here, the guy that passed away. He's really not a hero. He's an anti-hero. He's a, he's, he's a fast, it's a, such a fascinating case. You know, I've dug real deep with it. Uh, this is because of the fact that it's just so interesting. This guy, he was a handsome guy. He was probably, you know, uh, mid to late 30s, he looks like. Uh, maybe, maybe even younger than that. But he looked like he was his mid to late thirties, probably. Anyway, uh, uh, mostly harmless, denim, and uh, Ben Billamy. Well, we talked about the, uh, you know, the denim because he was he got out there on his trail, and you got this nickname. You know, there's like I said, you're deep in the forest, but there's other people that that you kind of walk along with. You counter, you encounter them maybe going the other direction, or they may be walking and leapfrogging with you for a few days until, you know, things happen or something goes on and they have to leave or you do or someone gets sick or he stays at the hostel a little longer or finds a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever, you know. So you're, you're out there with, with people and, you know, everybody has these nicknames. And it's usually just something that people, uh, there's a characteristic about them. You don't typically give these, get these nicknames from yourself. Although, you know, sometimes you can. Like with denim, you know, he, he was wearing denim and just people referred to him as denim. And I'll tell you how all this was found out here in a moment. But so uh, somewhere along the trail, and it may have been uh, maybe as late as uh, early 2018. So pretty far into his trip, maybe down to Georgia. I don't, I, I, I don't really know for sure. It may have been on the Appalachian Trail. But anyway, he uh, he he was with a group of people one night. This is one of the theories. There's two theories as to why he was called mostly harmless. Uh, one is that the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe or to the World, whichever one it is, like the third book is called Mostly Harmless. But it's the biggest uh, the biggest promoted theory as to why he was called this is that he there was a group of people at a campfire one night and there was you know several people that had been leapfrogging with each other and met each other maybe at a hostel or maybe just out on the trails they uh they were inviting him over inviting him over to visit and uh he uh they said well you're not going to kill us or anything are you and he's like oh, i'm mostly harmless or someone else said it you know like oh he's mostly harmless mostly harmless you know so that's kind of where he got that name and the name ben billamy was taken from how he signed in to uh various hostels along the way so he had put you had to put your name your real name which he put as ben billamy and then he put his nickname on at least several that i've seen as denim and maybe some of them as mostly harmless or mh and then uh uh you know, at Dexter there and such. So, he, uh, he, he, this Ben, this Ben Billamy, uh, we've been playing with it. Of course, I started looking it up, uh, 
And, you know, I looked up Ben. Of course, if you Google what, what does Ben mean on, you know, in Google, it'll tell you it's the peak of a mountain. Of course, you know, I have a son named Ben or Bennett. I went, uh, you know, I've, I looked at Benjamin as well, but he, his name wound up being Bennett. But we all call him Ben. And, of course, you know, Ben means the top of a mountain. It also could mean, you know, the son of, you know, if you're a different language. But in Scottish, Ben is, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's the top of a mountain, the peak. And then Bal, Billamy, B-I-L-E-M-Y, I interpret it as being my bow, the peak of my anger or the peak of my pain. Ben Billamy. That's how, that's how I interpret his name. Now, there's other ways to interpret it. I've shared that on various message boards. And, you know, some people kind of dig it. Some, you know, not responded to it. But it's all just conjecture. And it really doesn't help find out who he is. So let's just, just let's, let's go to the end of the story, which, you know, people typically start this off at the end. But I hadn't really started off the end because I wanted you to, to understand about trail and uh, hiking trails. And there are thousands of people that do it. It's uh, Appalachian Trail. I've got, I recently posted a picture on Facebook of my son, Ben, 2014, walking on the Appalachian Trail. It's such a fascinating thing. Could you imagine? You know, a lot of people, that, you know, that get there. And I, when I, I first imagined getting there, I had a lot of things going on in my life. It was crazy. You know, uh, I could have imagined, I could have imagined going there in 2013 or 14. And giving myself a, a fictitious name, Ananda Plume, uh, and you know, whatever it was. A name that I used a lot was Winston Mattel. And I knew people that smoked Winston cigarettes. And Mattel were my favorite toys. And it sounded very hoity toity, too, huh? Hello, my name is Winston Mattel. Thank you. Well, anyway, so. Um, so, so, so let's talk about this, about. Uh, you know, this uh, Mr. Ben, Mr. Mostly Harmless, Mr. Denham. Again, I mentioned it earlier, he was found, he, he died on July, or he was found on July 23rd, 2018 in South Florida at a, uh, a little park. And he was at what's called a Noble, uh, Noble's campsite. There's a picnic table there. And... He had, had his uh, tent there, his yellow tent. You can find pictures of this thing all over the internet. But uh, apparently he had just been, he was last seen in April of 2018. So he was last picture, taken a picture of, documented someone laying eyes on him in April of 2018. Around the 17th maybe. Something like that. You can look it up for specifics. But he was, you know, seen in April. And then he was not... No one's seen him again or documented that they've seen him again until July the 23rd. And he'd been dead for a couple of days, two or three days. But he... For those three months, nobody had seen this guy. And this is what had happened to him. You can go look at those pictures from April of 2018... And he looks just, you know, like a, someone who walked a lot of miles on the trail. Although he confessed that he didn't walk but about 10 miles a day. And in those three months from April until July the 23rd, I think I read where he'd walked 37 miles. So he'd only moved 37 miles south from then. 
from uh, April to July. And this is a weird thing, is that when he was found, there was just two guys that had a long day. They'd been out hiking in the woods, and it had been raining, having a hard time. It's in Florida, South Florida. It's hot in July. It's a very swampy area. It's very uh, muggy. And uh, anyway, they, they finally got, they were headed toward a specific place. And they got to this campsite, uh, this noble's campsite, and they were tired and exhausted. And they saw this yellow tent, and it was right beside the picnic table. And they really wanted the picnic table to sit down and get some, take a load off. And uh, they went over looking around the tent, and then finally one of them, you know, looked inside. It's like, oh, my God, this guy is dead. You know, he tried to call for him. He was, he was dead. And it, was, it turned out that it was Ben, mostly harmless, uh, Denim, in there. And he, his body, he, he was five foot eight, and he, he weighed 83 pounds. 83 pounds. And when we last saw him in the picture in April, he was, uh, you know, a, a normal-sized hiking person. You know, it was, uh, you know, probably five, five foot eight, probably 140, 130, 140, 150 pounds. 140, probably. He was looking at him. He looked pretty heavy, and I'm sure it was a lot of it was muscle, so it's even heavier. But when he was found, he had somehow, apparently, let's say he weighed 140, he had lost 60 pounds and had died uh, there in a tent with $3,640 in his pocket. There was energy bars there. I mean, uh, you know, it was water. Uh, and he died. He 80 pounds and he died. He was, uh, the, there's a fancy word for it called cachetia or something like that. Anyway, it's where you can see the bones and... You know, ribs and stuff in somebody's body. I mean, he was he was down to nothing, skin and bones. He, he was just completely emaciated. So, anyway, they did autopsy on him, and there was not a cause of death found. And you know, they ran his fingerprints through the military systems. They ran, they entered all his information to the NamUs and all those other lost, missing people sites and uh, <coughs> DNA. Now, they even pulled DNA and ran it through uh, CODIS, and, you know, they could not find any connection with this guy. No no, no hits on it, on his specific, specific DNA. But there was a, there's a company, you know, that uh, just recently, I think it was back in July, around the anniversary of his death, around the 22nd, 21st, whatever, July, a company that does, they, 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 Law enforcement have used this company to, to find people on all the ancestry sites. But they know how to do it now. They've been working on it for years to build up someone's DNA or profile it out or a way to sequence it or a way to understand the sequence and to search based upon that to build a, a family genealogy of a particular DNA. And they're running it through systems now. It's supposed to be, they think, will be... Uh, They'll have it through the process or ready to go through the process in just a few days, a few weeks, hopefully completed by December. And, of course, uh, you know, they when this body was found, of course, you know, we got the DNA. It'll be here in a few weeks. Hopefully we get some resolution. We'll come back to that in a minute. But, his, you know, after his body was found, you know, the police, you know, in, in that county, I think it's Courier, Courier County or Collier County, they produce a podcast. It's really great. It covers a story uh, without a bunch of uhs like I like I would present to you. But um, anyway, so 
they uh, they started putting it, putting it out, and within a couple of hours of posting it, there was a lady that said, "Hey, I, you know, I know this guy. I don't really know him. His name was what he knew him of as, you know, mostly harmless. He uh, he she had came across him uh, back in you know February or whatever it was, and uh, you know uh, she had asked him if he he needed help, maybe in March, whatever it was." A, you know, somewhere around this room, February, January, and April, obviously. And uh, she had asked him if he needed help, and uh, he refused, and he just kept on down the trail. She spent 20 minutes with him, and never saw him again. But she's like what they call a trail angel, and that's another vocabulary word, vocabulary word, folks. Up and down these trails, they have uh, what they call trail angels, like this lady that found, that ran across him that day, and she saw him walking down the road to get to the next part of the trail and stopped and talked, spoke with him offered him the assistance which he did not take and uh and uh so she's called a trail angel and these folks are all up and down the appalachian the georgia and the, you know the florida trails they regularly go out and uh leave packages for people sometimes there are people that they coordinate with from the beginning of their hike to leave packages at certain times or coordinate with them on the phone or text or whatever and um up and down the track that leaves us for people for free or, you know, that they specifically request and pay for, whatever the case may be. But our friend, our hero here, Mr. Mostly Harmless, he, he was the type, uh, let's, let's kind of, you know, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, kind of where it's at, you know, the DNA, but let's talk a little bit about more what was found with him. What was remarkable that was not with him the entire length of his trip, and it was, he, he spoke about it, you know, to everybody that he talked to. And, you know, we, we talked about the lady that, you know, that first saw him there, that trail angel. But all these other people started, you know, the, they started passing this information around about him all up and down these trails. And everybody's like, yeah, oh, well, that's denim or that's mostly harmless or that's Ben or any combination of those. They started recognizing this person and they started talking about him. There's some things that, you know, a lot of things that came up, you know, uh, he he supposedly you know, he went by these names. Nobody knew his real name. They didn't know a lot about him. They know he supposedly worked in tech for about 10 years and that uh, he didn't have a cell phone. He did not have a GPS. He didn't have a computer, although he did have $3,640 with him. And he starved to death, which is basically weird. And that's basically what the autopsy stated, was that he starved to death. But there's got to be other things going on. My, my theory <laughs> is... Uh, it's Lyme disease. I think he got bit by a tick. He has some rheumatoid-looking things going on with his, with his knees and his hands. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway, so they, you know, they all these they released information about him. You know, everybody started talking about him. They investigated all the stuff he had with him. Again, he didn't have a cell phone or a GPS, but he had a notebook. Actually, had a couple of notebooks in his uh, pack, and his pack was remarkable. Uh, for another reason, and that everybody talked about how heavy it was. Most people, they don't want to carry over 10, 15 pounds, 20 at the most. But he had a 53-pound sack pack with him at all times, all the way up and down there. In fact, it was in his, his tent with him, which his tent was larger than what most people want, and it's higher end. It's a big yellow tent. Most people, you know, it could fit two people. Most people would just want like a one-person tent, very small, and put together, sleep in it so the dude doesn't get on them. But, you know, he had this 
lodged a tent. He had to carry it with him. So it was almost as if he was, you know, you know, walking 10 miles a day, having to have a pack. He wasn't particularly in a hurry. And uh, so, you know, nobody really knew where he came from. In fact, that's where it's at now. That's why they're doing all these DNA testing. You know, these people just knew him. They gathered very little information about this guy. There's people, very few people that have spent very much time with him. I think there was one lady called Obsidian that spent maybe the most time with him, which is, you know, five or ten days. And, but the rest of them were just 20 minutes here, a night there, you know, at various hostels and such, all up and down the trail. But no one spent a lot of time with this dude. He was out there basically alone for a year and a half. And I'm outside right now. And I live near electricity. In fact, I can see electricity. <laughs> I live with electricity. But this guy didn't do that. He had a little uh, butane heater, warmer, to warm up food, probably. Uh, but, I mean, he couldn't even light a fire. I think Obsidian, speaking of her, she's the one that actually taught him how to light up a fire. So, anyway, so it's, it's, it's uh, you know, they, they don't know who this guy is. They've had his picture everywhere. He's, they've got this documented uh, of how he looked up and down the trail of all these pictures. So, he, you know, he, he wasn't, it doesn't look like he was running from the law or anything because he, he made himself available in pictures. But he wore a beard and he apparently changed his look. You know, apparently lost a lot of weight at some point in time. In fact, they said he made mention one time that he had gained, he lost a lot of weight before he ever got there because he was uh, very heavy, he says, or apparently much heavier than he was. And that could have been some of the health reasons. I don't know, but he doesn't look very heavy at all in these pictures that we see of him. But he looks very lonely. And I think that's the intriguing thing is that you wonder, you know, what, what led this to us at the time before right before he died in April for sure he looked pretty regular I mean he looked like someone that may have been drunk for a couple of years or something because he's been out on the trails you know maybe not taking care of himself as best he could but he was he looked pretty good in a couple of pictures looked healthy but we don't know what came before that and we really don't know what came after those pictures because three months later he's 80 pounds 83 pounds and dead in a tent with no identification. I didn't mention that at all. He had no identification. No one, he had never used identification anywhere. You know, he technically was supposed to, but he used these fictitious names like Ben Billamy to log in to these hostels and other places up and down these trails. So they're trying to figure out if he has any family. They're trying to figure out the backstory for this man. Where the hell did Ben Billamy, mostly harmless, denim come from. Who is he? What did he do? Was he really in tech? It would look like it. He's got notebook pages, notebook page after notebook page in his book, his notebook there, filled with computer code. Some of it's superior, some of it's kind of, you know, eh, you, know you can tell it's written in a notebook. But, I mean, little bitty letters, so you know he was younger because older people <laughs> uh, without glasses, and he didn't appear to have any. If you're over 40, more than likely 45 or so, you know, you're, you're looking through readers, cheaters. So he was uh, writing out this computer code. Said he worked in uh, the IT industry for 10 years. And I think the, I, the code he was writing was related to JavaScript and specifically a game that he was trying to, 
perfect or build rooms with or something. It was some kind of a very specific computer industry nerd type game. Dead. After this miraculous, now if he, the, some of the theories, you know, he had some kind of a disease, which, you know, the, again, the autopsy did not find it. It says that he starved to death. Some very interesting things in the autopsy, real quick. You know, he still had, uh, in his small colon, he had no food. His large colon, he did have food. Maybe it was like it was compacted. There was a large amount of urine in him uh, when he passed away. It was very dark, like he was dehydrated and maybe uh, starving to death. Maybe uh, uh, blocked up. Uh, there was no drugs in his system, but Benadryl and ibuprofen, probably from the aches and pains. But there was no other things found in his autopsy. He did have a big cut up and down his uh, his midsection from his belly button up about eight, six or eight inches. They couldn't figure out why. Maybe he was in some kind of a trauma, exploratory surgery for pain. Who knows? So you can see, everything that I say, every additional step I go on this, there's some kind of a new twist to it. So we can't figure out this guy has all these clues, pictures. I mean, you know, you as many, as, as published as these pictures are, you would think that somebody would have seen this guy. Someone would know this guy, his uncle, his cousin, his friend from high school, from college, some guy he worked with. He has an ex-girlfriend, apparently. Who are these people? Where are they at? Tell us about Ben Billamy. Mr. Denham. Mr. Mostly Harmless. Man, it's cold out here. I couldn't imagine being deep in the woods by myself for that long. Complete dark. With Mr. Mostly harmless. Over and out.